Now, no doubt through the week you've seen the stories that a Chinese company with links to Beijing's military and intelligence networks was caught collecting vast amounts of detailed personal information on thousands of Australians, including some prominent and influential figures. 2.4 million names and personal profiles are said to exist on this database, 35,000 of which belong to Australians. The Zhenhua company behind the database has strong links, we're told, to the Chinese Communist Party and China's Ministry of State Security. I'm going to speak with Andrew Robinson, an internationally recognised expert in this field, particularly policing, intelligence and counter-terrorism. Andrew's had long involvement with the Australian Signals Directorate and has contributed to government and commercial security projects, including the Australian Government Information Security Manual and the Victorian Protective Data Security Standards. And with that, Andrew Robinson is on the line. How are you, mate? Well, thanks, Luke. It's a pleasure to be on your program. Thank you so much. Uh, I think when many of us hear stories like this, our eyes to some extent glaze over and we think, oh, this will affect someone else but not me. But uh, we are, I think, as a nation becoming more suspicious of the Chinese. So having having used that as an introductory uh, piece, should the average man or woman in the street be overly concerned when we read and hear stories like this? That is the the pertinent point, Luke. You said that 35,000 prominent Australians were on a database of 2.5 million individuals. And you could go, hey, I'm not one of those 35,000. I don't need to worry. And uh, but that's not the the approach that uh, or the uh, opinion that, that I would hold. And that's because this kind of uh, activity is symptomatic of uh, surveillance occurring on the internet by nation states, foreign intelligence services, and also there is a degree of commercial surveillance as well. And I think uh, we'll find that uh, that that impacts uh, everyone, if if not directly, certainly indirectly in the integrity of uh, things as as much as elections as we've seen in in the past and uh, can't jeopardise the way we go about our lives. So what does a country like Australia do? I mean, clearly, we've just got to look the wrong way and there'll be another one of our uh, exports that China will say, oh, we have to look at that, maybe impose a tariff or ban or something. But we continually hear these stories of potential Chinese influence or um, or what they're doing with our data. And it seems like we, you know, we, we, we throw a cream puff at uh, Beijing Town Hall, which uh, has no effect. Do we actually stand up for ourselves here? Can government do anything about this? Well, for sure, and uh, well and truly, they they have to. So, from every level of, of government as well as businesses and individuals, we ne- we need to respond. Really, what we need to do is increase the the cost. So, the the government can do that at a diplomatic level, can do that at a political level, can also even do that at sort of an intelligence and, and a mil- military level as well. And we just need to in- increase the cost and 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 really speak up about it so that we declare it as a behaviour that is, isn't acceptable uh, by Australia and Australian citizens and, 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 and demand that change. So, so in terms of, uh, as you say, increasing the cost, uh, making sure that there is an outcome, a negative outcome for those that would seek to um, improperly obtain our data, is, is that what you're saying? 
100%. There needs to be uh, some some kind of uh, cost that's incurred uh, because what they're, they're doing is, is seeing the massive opportunity that the internet and, and vulnerable uh, systems uh, presents them, and they're capitalising on that. So unless we put costs on the other side of the ledger, yeah. we're not going to see a change in the behaviour. That's intriguing because if you're one of the, I think I've said 35,000, and you find out that indeed you have had a breach and your uh, your data's been improperly gained, uh, what do you do? It's not like you can't ring Crime Stoppers and say, oi, my data's been breached. So, so what is the individual, what, what compensation, what action is open to, you know, one of the 35,000 that might or might not be aware of what's happened? Sure. So if you're one of the 35,000 or, or you, you, you're worried about... Um, you know, the the future or other attacks and collection of information. I think the uh, the, the main point is that we we take care on what information we we post uh, online, and uh, we should also be cognizant of the devices uh, that we have around us because uh, increasingly they're they're listening to our uh, conversations and, and uh, collecting information on us, and you you want to be careful about what information you deliberately post. Yeah. or what information might be uh, collected about you uh, that you might not um, ordinarily expect. Funny, the other day I saw a story about um, Tony Abbott who posted a picture of a, a boarding pass and the report went that someone uh, saw that picture, acted upon some of the information and as a result uh, was able to access a booking system and thereby gain access to mobile phone numbers, etc., etc. So from your point of view as an expert in this area, by the way, I'm speaking to Andrew Robinson here. Andrew, what would you definitely not make available online? I would definitely not uh, make anything available on, on online that uh, connects me to the real world in terms of flights I might have taken, my date of birth and, and uh, other personal information. Uh, you might not think that just posting one uh, piece of personal information like your name and, and boarding pass uh, that might include uh, perhaps frequent flyer number as well would, would be a big deal. Uh, but the thing is, there's people out there that aggregate this information. So connect that dot with a, another piece of information uh, about you and combined they can uh, get a pretty detailed profile. So that can be something as innocent as saying, hey, today I'm 60. And you post that and all of a sudden uh, you, your intent might be to say to all your friends, you know, I've got to 60, how good. But in, re- <laughs> but in reality... Uh, you've got other people who say, right, I will note that. Now, here's a bloke. We've got his date of birth, and, and that can lead to, obviously, various other things. For sure. And the other the other big one is, is, is location. So location right. can give things away, particularly when you're on a holiday, then they know that you're away from home or, or places uh, that you attend. So... Um, you know, that if they want to switch to a human intelligence op- operation in the extreme circumstance, your know, location certainly going to help with that. What would you uh, say to those that assume this is only China? Is it only China doing the wrong thing? Uh, are we naive just to imagine it's them? Uh, we would be naive to think that there's only one country in the world that has a foreign intelligence uh, agency and that would exploit the, the publicly available information as we have here in this case with that overseas key individuals database that was collected by the Chinese. So yeah, absolutely there will be other foreign intelligence agencies out there doing similar. I think uh, the difference and the key point around China is just the, the volume and scale 
in which they do it is, is potentially much larger than any other country. And Andrew, does our government take this serious? Uh, are they, they fair income in what they you know might put up to defend Australians and their data? I, I would say there's demonstrable uh, evidence that they take it seriously. It was only a couple of months ago that the Prime Minister stood up in front of the, the country for a press conference calling out a cyber attacks on the Australian government and critical infrastructure. So that's a pretty key sign that they take it seriously. And there's also been a massive increase in the, the budget for the Department of Defence and Cybersecurity more generally to address these types of concerns. So they definitely take it seriously and whether they're taking all, all the right actions is, uh, is, is another question. I think yeah. they try to, uh, but we still have plenty of vulnerable government departments and, uh, and, um, and, and we need to improve their security as, as well as our uh, position uh, across industry. I've had a conversation with um, Senator Jim Mulvan on this. I, I don't uh, necessarily subscribe to the view that we'll end up spending, say, $100 billion on submarines and uh, then it will just take some genius in a foreign country with access to data who could bring the country to its knees, uh, you know, without, without loading a plane or, or even putting Navy, uh, Navy onto ships and sending them our way. Is, uh, that might be. I don't think Jim shares my view, mind you. But uh, perhaps you do. Is it, is it uh, just the reality of the times in which we live now that we face significant uh, defence threats through data and uh, an online attack? Uh, the internet connects us all. So most uh, computer systems are connected to, to the internet, if not directly, in, indirectly. And, and so any, any threat uh, anywhere around the world can try to connect to uh, another uh, vulnerable system and exploit it for its own purposes. So it definitely is a sign of the, the times and something um, we're starting to, to get used to, but we've got a, a whole a lot more effort to, to put into it. Uh, common defence projects for submarines and, and aircraft take uh, many decades come to fruition and, and we don't have that much time when it comes to cyber. We're all already uh, very dependent on, on the internet and increasingly so. And there's a lot more collateral damage. So uh, we all live on, on the internet uh, and uh, there's a lot of collateral damage. And in this case, we've seen that in our private Australian citizens. Fascinating conversation. Andrew Robinson, who in fact is a head of security at Six Clicks. Appreciate your expertise, mate. Thank you so much. Anytime. It's been a pleasure.